Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. you got to know Spend a very special evening with The Gambler. The timeless music of Kenny Rogers, performed by Justin Sullivan and his seven-piece Real Deal Band. Many have said this is the best tribute show of its kind. Hear all your Kenny Rogers favorites. Lucille, Lady, She Believes in Me, Coward of the County, Everyone considered him the coward Saturday, of the May 20th, 7 p.m. at the legendary Crockett Theater in Lawrenceburg. Tickets begin at only $16. Yes, an evening with the gambler and the real deal band. Saturday evening, May 20th at 7. For more information, log on to CrockettTheater.com. CrockettTheater.com. We'll see you there. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. As we welcome you to a Friday, it's a Friday, a Monday edition, ladies and germs. Dino Jeff Henderson there, me here, parts unknown. Getting ready to do our thing for next week. It's pretty outstanding. And my man, Brian Hartman, in the Ramier studio on the wheels to steal. This is a dry run. Bean Star Jeff Henderson, good morning to you, brother. How you doing? I'm good, Tony B. Good to be back with you and Brownie Boy for a new week. Bino, you sound cold, dark, and distant and far away from me today. You sound so far away, Carol King. I'm having a little trouble hearing myself, Tony. Yeah, you sound so far away. Doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? Bino, Jeff, you sound like the baseball balls when they go on the road. That's what you sound like. Have you ever seen anything like this team? As the great Byron Williams says, they are a 10 at 2 and a 2 at 10, Bino. Yeah, a lot of road difficulties, Tony. When when you go to Georgia and win one game and that matches uh, what you've done to that point the entire season on the road, it's, uh, yeah, there's there's some issues there. Will you please explain this to me, since you're the baseball guy and I'm what you call an illiterate? You're the baseball guy, Bino. I'm an illiterate. Explain it to me, Bino. What are we seeing, what we're seeing here? Well, I, I, I don't uh, – Tony, it's a, it's a team that uh, uh, just doesn't respond well when things go wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. And on the road, that's a much more difficult 
uh, task than it is when you're at home. Uh, they just don't believe in themselves on the road as they do at home. I, I was hoping that the, the performance on Friday night uh, might be a harbinger of things to come for the series, and it just didn't turn out to be. Um, and, again, things seem to snowball more on the road. Uh, this is a team that's never going to be a great defensive team. They're, they're going to give other teams extra outs. And, generally speaking, that will hurt you worse on the road than it will at home. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I, you know, I ripped them today in the blog, Bino, and I don't, I don't know whether that's right, whether that's wrong, whether that's good, whether that's. I couldn't take it anymore. I watched that game yesterday, and I literally between that and my Sixers, my Sixers won a game yesterday. It was a disgusting performance by them. Disgusting. But they won. The Vols were disgusting yesterday. That was that was putrid against a not very good team, Bean Star. Well, you know, Tony, I, I um, I'm I'm disappointed with the outcome of the series after we won Game One. Now, I don't share your level of angst over it. Uh, two games at the end of what was a seven-game SEC winning streak uh, that I didn't think I would see this team have. Uh, and and Georgia uh, is much better at home. They had won five straight home games before we beat them uh, on Friday night. So, uh, you know, they're like most teams in this league. Uh, you, don't, you don't just waltz in and beat them without playing good baseball, especially on their feet. Well, I want to bring Brian Hartman in here momentarily because Brian reminded me of something. Uh, regarding the weekend, and, and I guess, I mean, you're ten and two at home, two and ten on the road, but this year, for whatever reason, good teams are having trouble winning games on the road. Everybody, it seems like, is having trouble winning games on the road. I guess that's soulless. The the thing about this team, though, that really gets me, is any time, and I mean any time, an error is made, being star. Any time an error is made, there goes a home run. It is uncanny how mentally weak this baseball team is. And that Christian Moore guy, no offense to him, can he pick a ground ball up? I mean, what are we doing? And Tony Vols, man, I mean, what were these guys managing? What was he doing yesterday? And I love Tony Vol. What are we doing? Can't let Drew Bean get those, have got those guys get a third look at him yesterday. They were teeing off on him. Well, I, I don't, uh, I don't fault him too much, uh, for allowing Bean to go into the fifth. He had had a clean fourth, uh, and then the first ball, uh, he, the first batter that got on should not have got on. That should have been the first out of the inning. Right. Um, what I do, what I do question is after the home run was hit in the, in the fifth, that certainly should have been his last hitter. Uh, he shouldn't have let him go on from that point. Uh, n- not only are you hurting your team's chance to win that game, but uh, I-, I think there's an outside chance that maybe you hurt Beam a little bit mentally as well going into his next start. Well, I mean, and when that Condon guy comes to the plate, Bino, we all need protection. You ever <laughs> seen a freshman swing a bat like that in this league, Bino? Ever. Have you ever seen a freshman look like that in league baseball here's the thing 
this guy is having this guy's having Blake Burke season. That's the year we all thought Blake Burke was going to have this year. That guy looked like Blake Burke out there. Yeah. Yeah, and Blake Blake's obviously he's in his own head right now. Uh, you know, just pressing too much. Looks up at the scoreboard and sees his average up there, knows it's not him, and goes up there trying to get two hits with one at bat. At at some point, he just has to let this year's this year's numbers go and be who he can be from this point on the rest of the remainder of the season, regardless of what that makes his numbers at the end of the year. You know, I, I just um, I, I just have trouble understanding or just comprehending what I'm seeing from this ball club. Uh, I just, it's frustrating. And, and, you know, I'm looking at that freshman over there who's a great player, and I'm like, why is Dylan Dryling not get a chance to play on this baseball team? Am I missing something? They can't figure out a creative way to get his bat in that lineup? Yeah, I, um, you know, he. I think he's going to be, He's going to be one of the better hitters that we've seen here. I think he'll be a, a Jared Dickey or more level hitter um, when when given the opportunity. Now his numbers aren't great. Uh, I know that's in limited playing time, uh, but his 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 numbers aren't great. But you can tell that this kid is is going to be a, a really good hitter. What do you think, Brian? Based on the weekend, have you mentioned where in the world was Chase Burns? I have not. Why have? Why was he not inserted in the game yesterday? He didn't pitch this weekend, and he'd been lights out in the bullpen, coming out of the bullpen the last during the last two sweeps at home. And I, was he hurt? Did something happen that we don't know about? I mean, what's up with that? You know, Tony in his post game yesterday said that he's dealing with some soreness and was kind of day to day. Was kind of available and. Kind of not. What one one thing I don't do, guys, is uh, uh, I, I'll question when they take a pitcher out, uh, but I hesitate to question who they use and who they don't because I don't know what's going on with individual pitchers. They know that. I'll question when they use them, but not if they use them or not, based on because I just don't know what's going on with each pitcher. But that's a fair thought. But, Bino, I'm back to this. There's no way yesterday, no way you let that beam kid, the way he was getting squared up on, pitch it at Condon kid in the fifth inning. There's just no way. I mean, you're already giving up the two-run home run. You are actually, uh, no, it was the, uh, what was the kid? The Harbor kid hit the second home run out, right, that inning? In the fifth inning? That was the uh, the ball that was the metal bat home run that went out to right field. That you're only going to hit with a metal bat. The ball was high, and he kind of, he kind of, I don't know, golfed it out or uh, looked like a pickleball. Uh, the way you swing a pickleball paddle. Bino, speaking of which, how was your softball this weekend? Uh, it was not good, Tony. Not good. How'd we do? Uh, we we were worse on the road than the ball. Really? Yeah. Well, dag nabbit. Brian Hartman, how was your uh, basketball weekend with your Celtics? Well, it, they should have swept the series. No offense, but 
they really should have swept that series. No, no offense taken. The, the, the Sixers were wretched this weekend. Re- they were disgusting. I just don't understand. I was afraid of this coach in close games. If the game is close, they're getting beat. Somebody's going to get a shot up and it's going in. And What is this guy doing? Not calling timeout and just Rick Barnes wants his gimmick back on offense, Brian. What are you I, guys doing? I would on take offense? I would take Rick Barnes on the bench over this over Missoula right now. No joke. I mean, you don't call a timeout and get a and get twice a, you know, fourteen seconds and just if they if they get one offensive if they get one defensive rebound at the end of regulation they win the game. That's all it would have taken. Come up with one loose ball. And Horford had a three that would have been a dagger. It goes in and out, and just I just don't know how this can keep. I can't keep doing this. Losing like that has to stop. That's well, three times in a row that an opponent has, has hit a three and just pulled games out of the at the end. It just can't. Lucky for you, Brian, the NBA, you don't have to keep doing it because soon your series will be over. How you like? And then apples? that after what happened with the baseball team was just too much underperforming, too oh, much more I than I could take. What your I just Sunday couldn't. Was like. My Sunday, I was just... That was horrible. I mean, I'm so apologetic for my blog. My blog was just very, very, very rancid, using a term that uh, Mike Huguenin likes to use. But but Tennessee baseball just urinates me off, Bino. I'm sorry. And I, I know I should keep it in perspective. I know I shouldn't be Negadelphian about it. I know I should look on the bright side. They have a 2-10 record on the road in the league. And a ten and two record at home. There's just no, and they're going to pound that poor Kentucky team, who's going to steal about a million bases on us. By the way, this weekend, if, if that's uh, if you want to see somebody steal a million bases on you, uh, go with this. Go with this deal because it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, we 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 need to limit the traffic on the bike path, Tony, uh, because it'll be uh, everybody will be in the passing lane out there. This is something that I wanted to point out, perspective here. The new number one team in college baseball, for the first time all year, it's not LSU. It's Wake Forest because number one LSU lost two out of three at unranked Auburn, and now they're number two. Number five, Vandy, lost two out of three at unranked Alabama, and now Vandy's still, they're number five still. They didn't drop. Number three, South Carolina, got swept at unranked Kentucky. So the Gamecocks dropped to six, and Kentucky is now ranked at 17. Number four, Florida, lost two out of three at unranked Texas A&M, and one of those games was by run rule. So Florida drops from number four to number seven, and that's in addition to the Vols, who were number 18. They lost two out of three at unranked Georgia, and now the Vols are number 23 in the country. So Tennessee's not the only one that's had some road difficulties. This weekend. So you're telling me that our next two opponents that we play, uh, Kentucky is smoke is starting to get it back a little bit, but they were home. How are they going to play on the road? That's what this thing's all about now. And if and if and I wrote today at the end of the blog over at tclub.team after I poured my heart out. I wrote at the end, of, and Brian, mute, mute yourself in there when I'm talking. There you go, because it's getting into the mix. There we go. We got. We're figuring all this out here. I'm in parts unknown on my rig. Brian's doing his thing there. Bino's doing his thing there. There you go. So I'm just trying to make it as clean on the end listeners we can get it, and we're, and we're learning as we go. I'm making adjustments. 
can we make some adjustments on the road, Bino? Do we ha- How can you look like that Friday night? What is it about this team where as soon as that kid went out, and I was playing a festival in Morristown, and me and the great Davey Boy Bivens were sitting there looking at my – we were watching the game while we were playing. Downtown Morristown was beautiful. We played in their little downtown square. It was so beautiful. Saturday afternoon, the weather, you know, at one point it was going to rain or whatever. It was a gorgeous day, glorious day, just a blessed day to be there. Beautiful Clinton Friday night. We played in their center square. Two, uh, like, festival kind of county fair kind of things. Uh, it's just so nice. So, so nice. As soon as that pitcher got hurt, Goldstein, from uh, the White Shadow, one of the great characters on the White Shadow, I do believe there was a Salami, a Bologna, and a Goldstein, Bino, the white, uh, the white people. Or was his name just a Salami? Was there a baloney on the White Shadow, or am I misremembering that? I know there was a Goldstein. Tony, you're the White Shadow uh, expert, not me. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Brian, did you ever watch a White Shadow? Do you know about Thorpe and Haywood? I had a white dog named Shadow. Well, there was the White Shadow was an incredible show with Ken Howard back in the day. And, God, Carver High, man, Carver High. Viva Carver High. At any rate, as soon as that pitcher got hurt, as, as soon as that pitcher got hurt, I knew we were cooked. And, and you know why I knew we were cooked? Because we have a team where when it goes off script on the road, and, Bino, that's part of what you're talking about, isn't it? It's just the makeup of that team. Why do I still think they're going to the College World Series? How are you going to go to the College World Series if you can't win on the road, Bino? Would somebody please explain that to me? What kind of a stupid sheep am I for thinking that this team is still going to go win the college, uh, still going to go to Omaha? I just believe in them. Well, you and I are on a different script everywhere, Tony. I, I'm not I, – I think, I think that – Orange Stroke was right in the blog today that this was disappointing but not devastating. I believe that's the word that he used. Uh, but uh, I have never and am not convinced that this team is going to Omaha. How about you, Bri? I still think this team's Omaha, man. That's how stupid I am. And by the way, Evie Russell's coming up in like a half hour or so with our friends at TLD Logistics, our TLD Logistics Extra Innings. Well, I- I lost expectations after they got swept by Arkansas, and I still don't have them back after their – I didn't get them back after the winning streak, hot streak. I have zero expectations, but I, I could see how – it wouldn't surprise me if they did make it to Omaha, though. And once again, Tennessee won the first game 12-3. That's another series on the road where they got beat two out of three, but they total runs, I think they have outscored them by one on the weekend. See, Bino, total runs, Bino, see? That's, that's going to serve you well. Moral when, victories there. When you got to go play somebody, Bino. What I'm taking from this weekend is we won as many road games as we had the entire season coming into this, in this series. I love Bino's bright spot. So the number is 865-200-5402 if you want to join us, 865-200-5402. One other thing. Bino, what do you think of the new Major League Baseball rules? Because they really, really, really missed their chance. The umpires now, they would be great Pharisees and Sadducees back in biblical days. 
uh, these people have really missed their calling with this. Uh, with this, there's no humanity at all when it comes to the time clock. And I, I just want to get into something real quick. Did you guys see what happened in Philly with Bryce Harper up over the weekend? Did you see it, Bino? I did not, Tony. So the crowd, he makes his first appearance. You know, he's come back from an ACL uh, right there at the end of the playoff. He, he came back as quickly as anybody ever has. Early May. Uh, early May. Okay, like that's never been done. Well, I don't know what how many days it is, but it he was not supposed to be back till mid July. He's back two and a, almost three months earlier is essentially what he's done. I mean, it's crazy. Nobody's ever had a recovery like that. Well, anyway, so <laughs> the Phillies know there's going to be a huge ovation for him, so they go out to the uh, crew and they say, "Hey." Can he acknowledge the ovation and, you know, just take a second and let the fans have their moment with this guy? And I'm not a big Bryce Harper guy. I think he's kind of a goofball who is a panderer to the crowd there. But whatever. Where's his Philly Fanatic shoes? And I'm just not a big fan. Anyway, so what does Major League Baseball say, Bino? And what do the ump- what's the umpire in the game? What do- how, do they- how do they comport themselves? Do they allow the ovation, Bino, or do they tell him to get in the box? How do you think it went, Bino? I said they told him to get in the box. What are we doing? What is that, Bino, in professional sports? What are we doing when you can't uh, celebrate yeah, that? I, I actually really like the rules, Tony. I like all the rule changes. I, I do think, you know, that every once in a while there's there's circumstances like that. Uh, when you need to let it go for one batter. I know they're trying to train everyone in what they're supposed to do. Uh, I could see in the postseason uh, where something would happen like this that would be uh, much more critical than what we've seen to this point. Uh, but as far as speeding up the game, they've done that. And they've taken a bunch of unnecessary nonsense out of the game uh, everybody adjusting everything on their body before they get in the box. Pitchers out there wandering around the mound. Uh, those things don't need to happen. So I guess we have to put up with a few little things that are inconvenient like that. I think the college game lasts too long. I think the college game ought to, ad- ought to adjust some of, uh, adopt some of these rules as well. There's too much fiddling around with equipment in the college game. There's too much stepping in and out of the box in the college game. The run rule does help, though. The run rule helps. A little but that, bit. Uh, but the, and Tony hates the run rule. I'll tell you what I don't like is, in a, in, and, I, and again, I'm for Tony Valls, not against me. I say, well, you're being critical. Well, I just call it like I say it. I, I, I apologize. Friday night, why did he go out there, Brian, and get that pitcher in the ninth inning who looked at him like, what are you doing? You let me work the one batter? I mean, you were blowing this team out. Just let me finish the game. Yeah, he went and got eight, a pitcher for each out. Why? Which, is he trying to get on TV? I love him. I mean, what is he doing? It's a little odd he, in that situation, but. I mean, is he a dig me? Is he playing dig me? Like that kid that started yesterday from, uh, that kid that started for Georgia yesterday, Beaner, that guy was a dig me. Did you see that guy? All weekend, that guy was looking up in the stands, waving to people. I guess he just wants Look, to. You know, he, he, he took his hat off, pretty boy, uh, kind of exomorphic, pretty, took his hat off all the time. And, 
He's a digme. I mean, what is Tony? Bino, am I wrong in saying you're blowing this team out? Just put a guy out there and get three outs. What are we doing? No offense. I, I, I think he's just trying to give people some work, Tony, in a game that he can do that in. Um, get as many people a little bit of work as he can get. Give him a taste of getting someone out late in an SEC game. That that would be my guess. I, I don't I don't know what's going through his head, but uh, you know I. I don't have a big issue with it. One more odd. See, Bino's not. You notice what Bino's doing today? Bino's let me play bad guy. Uh, I see what we're doing here now. Bino's letting me play it, bad guy. Maybe it's just a chance to get some guys, you know, they just want to be sure they get in a game at some point, and even if it's just for one batter. Brian, are the Hollywood fakers going to go to the finals? Is LaFraud James going to the finals, Brian? You called that. You said they will beat Memphis. It will jettison them. They, uh, in the regular season, down the stretch, were one of the more efficient teams on offense. And they, tonight, are getting ready to take a 3-1 lead because the Golden State Warriors are the Tennessee baseball Vols. They cannot win on the road. Well, They do not just, function well on the road. It's so weird. Just to, another example of something I wanted to be wrong about so desperately, but whenever I want to be wrong about something, I'm always right. And you and can it absolutely urinates me it. off to no end. And you can see it right now, Bino O'Brien, with your Celtics. You know they're leaking oil. You know this this Macajula. What's his name? Joe Mazzula. That guy sucks. Give me a break. Maybe you should put him on your uh, list of top five Italians or something, Tone. All right. Maybe that'll get him going. Oh, I am crackling. Am I crackling on the air? Okay. What was my producer telling me that? Uh. You sounded fine okay. a moment ago. Okay. Now you're low. Well, no, I had to. I was told my, my. I was told to turn it down by my boss over here. So I'm trying to get it right. See, Bino, we got a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and Laura's one of them. You like it, Bino? There you go. Got a lot of cooks in the kitchen, Bino. I'm for it. I'm for. <laughs> now, Bino, between Brian and Laura, which cook are you going to listen to that's in my kitchen right now? Uh, with apologies to Brian, if I'm you, I'm listening to Laura. Speaking of kitchens, did you guys know that that's the line? Did you guys know that that is the that's the 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 line you can't cross in pickleball? That's called the kitchen. I watched pickleball yesterday on ESPN, some event from North Carolina, some like national championship, and uh, what? What tremendous athletes the pickleballers are. It's a great sport. Have you ever tried it, Bino? Uh, I have not, Tony, but it's a sport that's absolutely exploded. Uh, a lot of my softball teammates play it, but uh, I was lousy at ping pong and lousy at tennis, and that looks like a combination of the two, uh, so I've got no business being out there. I was a ping pong champ at the Anvil. There's no question I could absolutely dominate this county if I pick that sport up. So y'all better hope, because in my age group, I'll win the damn prize, okay? So y'all better hope that I don't get serious about my pickleball. Uh, I want to get serious about pickleball. Where do you play around here? Where do I go? Somebody tell me. Give me the word. What's the word, Thunderbird? What's the price, 40 twice? 865 200 Also today, 
Happy Trails. Happy Trails, B.J. Edwards. Another, yet another transfer, Bino. Another, uh, I don't know, was he processed? It depends on who you talk to on that. Obviously, they were they had number difficulties. I don't think they were planning on getting both Connect, Connect Four, and the other addition from Harvard. I thought they were going. They thought they were going to go one of two on those guys. They ended up going two for two. You're not going to turn down Dalton Connect. Now, they might regret it because I don't know how much of a defensive player he is, but they're leaning offensive. Uh, Bino, how do you process as a Tennessee fan the B.J. Edwards thing? Is that just the transient nature of college basketball? Is that just Rick Barnes being Rick Barnes, which is to say he's fickle, you sign people you don't like? Uh, is it a combination of the two? How do we take the, the B.J. Edwards news? Um, I, yeah, I think it's just the transient nature of, of basketball, Tony. And I, for whatever reason, uh, they weren't ready uh, to hand over playing time to B.J. Edwards, and he didn't feel like, understandably, that he should give up two years of his college career without getting to play. So, I, I guess I can see it from from both sides. Um, I thought BJ was a good player. I thought that uh, especially once it became apparent that uh, we had point guard problems, uh, that they should have gotten him ready to play earlier last season, giving him the opportunity. But for whatever reason, they they didn't see it that way. And the wild thing about it, the thing that's really kind of nuts about it, is that. They still have point guard issues coming into this year with these with uh, ZZ's injury, unless he has a Bryce Harper recovery uh, from his injury. Uh, I mean, they still have point guard issues, and he walked away from, or maybe he didn't walk away. Maybe he was encouraged to leave, but or, either he walked away, or they said, "Well, we'll just do what we're going to do at point guard and." Because I don't think Club Vesco is a solution at point guard, Bino, do you? I just don't. Well, not uh, not a whole lot of minutes there, I don't, Tony. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully ZZ will be ready to go by January or so. Um, uh, and uh, and uh, Vescovy won't have to spend a whole lot. Of, I, I think he's okay uh, for short minutes there, but he's certainly not, I don't think, long-term point guard. That's that's another point, Tony. That kind of that BJ had to battle is that that most don't is he just got caught up in in the COVID numbers uh, with guys like Vescovy that can still be here uh, out of turn. Out of turn's a good word for it too. Yep. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two the number. Let's get Gary in here, who will join us first factual and furiously on this Monday. On a day where I still think we're going to Omaha, even though over the weekend just totally, totally, totally drove me nuts. I mean, it just got to me. Gary, welcome in. Morning, Jay. How you doing, Jay? Yep. Have you given up on it? Is that what you're saying? You're giving your pickleball stuff away? Oh, we pound you guys. 
She and I are going to be club. She and I are going to be club champions. Do you like it being? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Tony. I can't hear. We're, the we're having some problems. The caller isn't going out over the air, so something is amiss here. Oh well, hang on. The caller's not going out of the air. Yeah, I can hear him talk. You can hear him, but for some reason, we can't hear him over the air. Well, so, that's not a good thing. Let's come back on. Let's do this, Gary. Stay right there. Brief timeout. We come back. Let's fix that after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Speaking of race fans, race fans, Mondays. We had an incredible fight in NASCAR yesterday, which I'm for. At the end of the race yesterday, I like a little little pugilance with my uh, racing. Oh, skew. Gary was one, you know, Gary, this is verbal, verbal, it's not physical, one of the horses in the Kentucky Derby. You were getting all, like, huffy and puffy with me a second ago uh, regarding uh, pickleball, and you simply had invited me to play, and it was getting ready to turn physical. I don't know. I mean, I wish the baseball balls had your, had your fight, Gary. Brian, I think we may have to roll the tape on that one. I believe Tony's done got it wrong again, you know. Well, that would be stunning, Gary. No offense, no offense to him, Bino. <laughs> Gary, tell me right here. You're my baseball freak. You go up and watch the uh, Asheville team. You go up and watch our guy, uh, who is just ripping that deal apart, Gilbert. Uh, Drew Gilbert ripping, is on fire right now. He's ripping that league limb from limb. Is he not? I was scared to death, so I bought the tickets about a week and a half or so ago. I was scared. I was scared that he was going to get called up before we could get there Saturday. He's been so good. And did he come over and see, uh, and say hi to y'all? Uh, we saw him on. We saw him on deck, and and he saw the, the he saw that we were wearing our Tennessee gear, and he kind of looked over at us and smiled, kind of tipped the cap a little bit. That was about it. But that's very. His cool. team lost. Yeah, he, his team lost. Uh, Max Ferguson's team. Max Ferguson played uh, on the other team, and he's doing really well. Uh, as as well, and uh, his team won like thirteen to five that night. So, so uh, Drew wasn't too good of a mood that that night after that. I, I don't think so. But but yeah, Tony, I'm I'm more than happy to go uh, teach you a little bit about pickleball and uh, the little so that I can teach yep. you. You'll pass me up. You'll you'll pass me up. We'll be uh, very you. very uh, quickly. That's right. So so, so the. Uh... I, I'm just wondering from your perspective, and I'm just asking from your from your perspective now, uh, what's going on with this silly baseball team that's making me angry? So, I I think the key to this team is our infield defense, and and of course timely hitting as well. Um, the other day we were back in, the, or yesterday we were back in the game. We had we started out in a hole for nothing. We come back. We have all the momentum in the world. We go out the top of the next inning, 
and we booted a ground ball, and then bam, next guy up hits a home run. He makes us pay for it right then. Then I think we got another out. We booted another ground ball. Bam, the next guy up made us pay for it again. The next thing you know, we're staring at another four-run deficit. I think yeah. infield defense, infield defense is uh, is our Achilles heel, and that's the and that is kind of the deal, isn't it? That's uh, you know, I, I just gotta, I just gotta figure this out. I just gotta figure this out. And they're play. I mean, he's playing the best players. I think you know. I think he's got the best guys out there. Just uh, you know, in a couple situations, they've. Not, but you know they they've made a, a costly error, and then the other team. I know you guys have talked about this earlier in the year. Seems like every time we make an error, it's amazing what the the batting average is of the next guy coming up because they make a pay almost every single time. And so, you, Gary, you just cannot you just cannot give SEC teams extra outs. You just can't do it, and. Last year, for whatever reason, even though this is the same, uh, even though this is the same cast, uh, and there weren't as many issues uh, from a defensive standpoint last year, but last year our pitchers seemed more able to pitch through that type of adversity. This year, for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to do that. No, I, I agree, and part of that I think Bino has been the defense. Behind those pictures, behind those pictures, and uh, when we really needed to make a uh, a play to get out of an inning, it's almost like it's either a strikeout or we don't get out of it. Yeah, agreed. I mean, they were so good last year at overcoming errors. Uh, maybe this is just a numbers thing now, um, but we 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 seem to compound every error. Well, but every I, time, every time something happens, the ball's leaving the yard. I mean, you can just go yeah. ahead and if if they allowed gambling on situational stuff in baseball, I would load up. Anytime I saw an error, I would load up on a home run coming um, uh, as soon as that happens, you know? Yeah. Tony, Earlier in the year, it was hit batsmen. Every time, I believe there were three or four occasions where we would make an error and then we would hit the next batter. And all of a sudden, you got all kinds of traffic on the bases. We, we just haven't been able to play through as a team uh, any errors or or lapses that we seem to have, uh, as well as we did last year, for whatever reason. And when that pitcher went out on Saturday, guys, after three pitches, I knew Tennessee was losing that Saturday game because they just don't – this team just does not handle – when you get, when you hand them different cards – and you go off that script, even a little bit. They're just not going to handle that well. So yeah, I've lowered. Well, I've lowered you've got a, you've got a syndrome there too, Tony. That's the that's the Tennessee fan backup quarterback syndrome. Oh, there you go. Yeah, maybe it's my. But, so Gary, you've lowered your expectations. I still think yeah, this I don't team's think, got a high ceiling. Well, I mean, I don't think we're going to make it. I don't think we'll make it to Omaha. And I don't think that we're going to be hosting a, a regional. I think we're going to probably have to travel. And then if we do have to travel, then that's going to be tough. That, that's that means you've got to win two tough. road series. That's right. That means yeah. you've got to win against good competition. 
but, you but man, we started off so good Friday night. We, this this team started this weekend started so good. They hit the ball good. They pitched the ball good. They built it good. They started off so strong Friday night. So and then that kid uh, got hurt on Saturday, Gary. That's what happened. Yeah. That kid got yeah. hurt Saturday, and that turned Tennessee's fortunes. I really believe that these guys just don't handle it well. They just don't. And I guess they're not going to. But who knows? Maybe they'll uh, go to South Carolina. At the end of the year, beat them, get hot, get their mojo, and Stella gets her groove back. But, Gary, I thank you because uh, this gentleman now joining us who joins us uh, frequently, Stephen Krasnick, first of all, you of the Jackson Clarion Ledger, called it right down the middle when we played Mississippi State. You said Tennessee sweeps the series. They'll run roll in one game. This Mississippi State bullpen, you've got to believe him to say it, to see him to believe it, believe it to say whatever the term is. Stefan, um, happy Monday to you. Appreciate you joining us on short notice. So I'm looking at your Twitter timeline the other night, and I see that you have the show either live PD or on patrol, your choice. But you <laughs> tell me about your Friday night as you're sitting there enjoying some college baseball. <laughs> Well, it was definitely uh, an experience that was unlike, I think, any other college baseball or just baseball experience in general that I've had. You know, uh, the, the way Duty Noble Field is set up is, you know, the press box is kind of down the, the third base line, right? And you're up uh, you're up looking over the field. And, you know, a few of us in the press box, it was right after, you know, Mississippi State had tied the game. I think it was 2-2 two to two at that point on, on the Friday night game, you know, around fourth or fifth inning when, you know, we look over to right field. Um, and we just noticed, I mean, everyone is swarming over towards right field. You can kind of see police going down this alley that's kind of, you know, in between where Duty Noble Field is and where Humphrey Coliseum is. And there's just a swarm of police officers. Everyone's running toward it, right? So if you see people running away, you know it's something bad. If you see people running toward it, you know it's something interesting um, that's going on. So I just, you know, kind of walked over there. And sure enough, um, a police chase had, had found its way to campus. There was a, a the Starkville PD called it a, low-speed police chase apparently never went over 30 miles an hour so the guy wasn't doing a really good job of trying to get away um but it was it was pretty outstanding i mean you had a crowd of you know 10,000 plus at duty noble field for a friday night game and you know it's a tight game it's an interesting game a big game for both teams and um by the fourth or fifth inning it seemed like the attention uh, started to shift pretty quickly to what was going on outside the stadium it was pretty wild so how many people when the when the game's going on and you first see this right how many fans moved toward that deal when they saw all the all the all the lights and everything that was going on out toward the outfield? Yeah, the way it's kind of set up at, at Duty Noble Field, I mean, you know, stuff that's going on beyond kind of the, the outfield, you can you know, walk up to the fence to see, right? You don't have to leave the stadium to see. You kind of just, you know, this alley kind of goes, it dips down kind of underneath Duty Noble Field in, in a sense, so you can kind of just look over the, the fence and kind of look down and see everything that's going on. And, you know, those that have been to Duty Noble Field, you know that, you know, very few people are sitting, you know, in those chairbacks. People are usually up moving around, going to the food and, and the grills and, and the drinks out in the outfield. And, and down the right field line is kind of where you have a berm area where all the students are sitting. People are, it's kind of just a standing room area. So you have a ton of people that are already standing over there, you know, in that area that are all just basically doing a 180 turn and, and looking the other way now and not facing the field, but facing outside of it. I mean, you probably had a, a few thousand people that were just in that area in general that just turned and, and heard all the police fights and, and everything going on that it completely took their attention away. I mean, there, there was, I think the crowd was 11,000 plus 
you know, that game, you probably had a few thousand that were sitting over just in that area alone. And then yeah. you add, you know, there were people that, like me, were on the opposite side of the field that walked over as well. There, there was a lot of people who, who had their attention taken there. <laughs> Stefan, tell the living listener where the where the fan was from. Yeah, uh, Starkville PD identified him as as a man out of Knoxville, Tennessee. So, <laughs> you see, being out, he's not good on the road either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Oh, I will goodness. say though, uh, Steve Robertson, who covers Mississippi State for for twenty four seven sports, he um, he responded to my tweet and said something along the lines of, "Haven't people from Knoxville done enough to Mississippi State fans the past couple weeks?" <laughs> <laughs> what a great line! Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> so, and the thing about a baseball game is, you never know, and that just kind of. That just kind of uh, captures the moment with baseball. You just never know what you're going to see, Stefan, do you? You just don't. You really don't. And I talk to some people, you know, who have been covering state for much longer than I have. And I've asked, hey, is that the craziest thing you've ever seen at a game? And, you know, it's so hard because there's so many, you know, random things that happen. You know, what what's crazier? But that's one that you can definitely say you've never seen, you know, happen before. I mean, maybe it's happened you know, at some major league ballparks, you know, these are in bigger cities, you know, things of that nature. But for this to happen in Starkville, Mississippi, at a, uh, right outside a college baseball game, I mean, it's – and the scene, you know, the scene itself from, from talking to police officers there and whatnot, I mean, it had nothing to do with the game, right? This guy had no intention of, you know, going into Duty Noble Field. And, and he kind of was just getting away. I, I'm assuming he didn't know his way around Starkville too well. He must have taken a turn. And, you know, I'm not sure really how he got to Duty Noble Field. But you have to go through – you know, some security that, you know, people that are checking parking passes to get into the parking lots, right? So I don't know. He, he, he went through a few, you know, layers of security to get to that point. And then once you get to that, you know, that alley between the stadiums, that's where the bus is parked. So that's where the Arkansas team bus was actually parked, where that guy turned into this alley. And that's barricaded off, right? So he, you know, turns in and then bam, just smashes right into a barricade. He tried to get out and run. And, um, I think the tasers kind of got the best of him at that point. <laughs> Well, Stefan, we appreciate you joining. I know it was another rough week for Mississippi State. Nobody can win on the road uh, in this in this league unless they're playing y'all's bullpen. I mean, mercifully, the season will be over soon for them. That is, I don't know how you guys are, I don't know how those kids get up every day and play. I tell you what, though, there's bad, boring, and then there's just bad, but kind of fun to watch. And Mississippi State's kind of fun to watch and bad, you know? I mean, you were right about them. They smash the baseball, but they don't yeah. pitch at all. They can't pitch at yeah. all. The offense is good, man. And, and you all saw, you know, Hunter Hines and kind of what he can do, you know, from the left side. He had that big home run. Was that, I can't remember if that was the, the Thursday game or the Friday game where they tied it up in the ninth inning. I mean, that, that dude's got, you know, got 22 home runs this year. They, they got guys in the lineup, right? They got MLB talent you know, in that lineup, and, and it really just is, for a lot of fans, it's so infuriating to watch because you know that, you know, it's not every year that you get, you know, an offense that's putting up these type of numbers, right, and you feel like it's going to waste, you know, because of the, the bullpen and the, the struggles on the mound that they've had. I mean, it's, like you said, they, they are fun to watch because you know that, you know, if they give up 11 runs, well, they could score 12, right? Like, they, they have the chance to, to have, you know, this Saturday against Arkansas, like you said, I mean, it's, it's hard for these players to get up and keep going, right? I mean, you know at this point, where your season's headed, you're, you're battling just to get a spot in the SEC tournament, and, and you're probably not even going to get that. You're looking at the schedule the, the rest of the way. It's, it's hard, and, and Saturday, this game against Arkansas, you know, they fell behind. It was 7 nothing early or something along those lines and ended up getting run-ruled, and, and you could just get that sense that, you know, the offense is, 
is trying to do too much, right? Guys are going up there trying to hit home runs just because you're down you know, so big early. You can kind of see the, the pressure and just the exhaustion of the season, you know, really start to get to them. Um, you know, in that Saturday game against Arkansas, and now you're looking at, you know, the last eight games of the season and six of them are against, you know, at LSU and, and against Texas A&M. It's, um, you know, it's hard to pr- tell where this season's going to go, but you can probably imagine that, you know, just a trip to the SEC tournament would be pretty surprising at this point. Hey, much appreciation to you, Stefan. Thank you, brother. Yep, thanks for having me on, guys. You're my man. Stefan Krasnick one more time, uh, Jackson Clary and Ledger. Check him out on Twitter as well. He's a great follow, and he was, like, giving play-by-play. How about that, Beanstar? Police chase that basically ends in the outfield of a game at Mississippi State. And they got, you got all the, you got all the, uh, the blue. People like to call them, people like to say, but the, the real blue out in the outfield. What kind of a genius, Beano, drives toward a baseball stadium in a police chase? I, I, I don't you, know. Yeah. I just saw some lights and was drawn to him, Tony. I, I, the way Mississippi State season's going, I'm surprised some of their fans didn't go over there and tell the police to let him go and take me. <laughs> All right, let's get a quick I'm surprised they didn't want to put him in the outfield. Let's get a quick, le- let's get a quick legal in here. And then I want to bring Evan Russell in to pick up the pieces on another edition here. TLD Logistics Extra Innings. Hit the uh, hit, ladies and gentlemen, Evan Russell. We're going to go sans the intro today uh, since we're uh, doing what we're doing here. But uh, nonetheless, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics, it is TLD Logistics Extra Innings. And you just never know what you're going to see at a ballpark. Evan and his teammates one day will sit around and go hey do you remember the time down at so and so that we saw this or we saw that uh and before we bring evan in, i want to remind you that tld logistics whatever your challenges are relating to shipping call tld they're going to help you figure it out from there online at tldlogistics.com evan welcome in how you doing brother i'm great man how's everyone doing hey man we're uh, we're blessed to be here so my son, Evan, Friday night got a chance to go see the Phillies and Red Sox. He's getting ready to finish up at school in Philly, so he's getting some uh, getting some baseball in while he has the opportunity in a major league team in his town. Well, the Phillies allegedly are playing major league baseball right now, but the, the week they've had. At any rate, he calls me and he says, Dad, and this was just after I saw Stefan. It's right around the same time I saw Stefan's Twitter of of that thing that was happening a police chase at Mississippi State where they basically apprehended a guy right near the outfield and all the fans are over there by the fence and everybody's looking at that instead of looking at the game he said that uh a guy in Philadelphia he saw this happen he happened to be right near it when it happened this guy was there with his uh young kid and I don't know if you guys saw this did anybody see this online that one of the Phillies uh, bullpen coaches or somebody from the Phillies bullpen flipped a baseball up to this guy that got caught in the ivy or the, whatever it is out in the berm, whatever's growing out there. Uh, and so the guy tried to reach down and grab this thing, and he went head over heels and fell into the bullpen, which is a good 25 feet uh, over the railing, and he fell face first and smashed his face up, and he wasn't moving for a second for like a hot minute, and they didn't know whether the guy was going to be all right or not, and the guy was all bloody, and they wheeled him out through the, um, they wheeled him out 
onto the field and Nick Castellanos after the game was like, man, the guy gave me a thumbs up. He said, and I didn't know what to think. I'm looking at this dude. They stopped the game uh, for this poor fan. Um, Evan, have you, I guess, have you ever seen some crazy things uh, when, you, when you're playing, like things that are kind of like that, a, the police chase at Mississippi State or anything come to mind for you? No, the only thing I can remember in the bullpens is getting annihilated by the opposing fan base. So uh, I, I never got to experience anything like that, um, thankfully. But, yeah, I, I saw the video that you're talking about and uh, can get can get some pretty scary stuff out there if you're not careful. How about you, Beanstar? Have you ever seen anything crazy at a baseball game like that? No, not to my knowledge, Tony. Uh, um I've never been at a major league game where anything like that happened. Um, yeah, that's man, that's awful. Yeah, I've seen. I mean, I, I guess live a couple things. Like I, I saw one time the Sillies and the Cubs were playing when the Cubs weren't really good, and two outfielders collided, and the guy from the Phillies hit an inside the park home run, and they basically had to carry the center fielder off the. Uh, they basically, like, were cheering and screaming for the inside-the-park home run. Then you realize a guy is knocked out cold out in the outfield, which, uh, Evan, that can't be any fun. That kind of reminds me, Evan, of us on the road. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, we're, not, we're not so hot on the road right now, are we? Talk to me. Yesterday's game infuriated me, Evan. I don't know why. I went on the T-Club.team and just just let it out today and then i said at the end i still think this team can get to omaha which is really a stupid thing to say for a group that looked like that this weekend but i still believe in the top end talent of this team that's what's so frustrating about it evan they let they let that saturday pitcher getting hurt screw their whole weekend up i'm, I'm convinced of that your thoughts yeah i i think that it was a, a very underwhelming weekend um, obviously for, for our team, but, uh, moving forward or looking forward, you, you gotta be confident on knowing that basically our destiny is in our hands. Um, if they win four out of the six of the next games, they, they have a potential chance of hosting. I wouldn't say, um, it's a lock, but if they win five out of six, I, I would say that they're going to have a good chance of hosting, um, and, and staying at home. So they do have, uh, the capability of doing that. So, um, you know, it, it's up to the players to, to make it happen. 865-200-5402. Um, Brian Hartman, you see anything crazy at a baseball stadium before we, or a baseball game before we get back to uh, Evie? Well, nothing like that, but there was a situation in Texas a few years ago where similar situation and a man there with his young son the man died trying to go after the ball and he fell from the outfield from where he was sitting and fell down and he actually fell to his death which is awful so i hope that guy is okay in philly yeah that that's uh that, the things people do for a five dollar baseball is uh and the, the player who threw it up there just felt like he you know he felt terrible oh as if it was his fault and that was just i wouldn't wish that on anybody Oh no! I mean, can you can you imagine? But back to our series, Evan. I'm just trying to figure out what is it about a team they can be ten and two at home and two and ten on the road. 
So these guys literally are the old adage of a 10 at 2 and a 2 at 10, or is it two at, is it a 2 at 10 and a 10 at 2? Um, these guys are brutal on the road, Evan. I mean, brutal. Yeah, I think it comes down to um, the maturity and the experience. Uh, playing on the road is completely different at home. It's based on momentum. Uh, for example, we, we don't have the greatest fielding team. So whenever the errors happen on the road and you give a, a team on the road momentum, um, it almost makes those errors feel like even worse compared to what they would be at home. And, and you can tell or you can see that based on um, the game where Christian Moore had a couple errors and then led to home runs right after it. But uh, the momentum is a big is a big deal when it comes to college baseball. Bino, jump in here as you see fit as we as we visit today. Uh, Evan Russell joining. I, the other observation for me on the weekend is that Friday Tennessee looked like they were getting ready to put their foot on the gas. They were getting ready to look the part, Evan. In fact, one of my buddies that's kind of steeped in the sport texts me and says, Tennessee looks the part right now. I mean, they're on this they're on this heater. And, and they looked apart, and they're getting ready to put it on this team. You you could feel that coming. Tell me about a spot where you're getting ready to go out and face a pitcher. You got all the information on that kid, and then they use a seldom used junk baller, who kept Tennessee off balance for the next five and a half innings. Totally changed that game. Yeah, one hundred percent. Before a game or the night before the game, the coaching staff gives you all the information that you would need on the scouting report of the pitcher. Uh, for example, a- any sort of pitch that they would throw and any count, uh, you have it marked. You have the percentages labeled. Um, so basically, you have a game plan going into uh, the next day and-, and what your approach is going to be off of that pitcher. Uh, clearly, the game plan got got thrown out of whack after the first batter, but um, I was very disappointed to see that, you know, maybe a couple innings go by that there's not an adjustment made on the guy. Um, but the guy was definitely telling you who he was, um, especially after the first time through the lineup. He was throwing a change up to the righties. Uh, he was trying to go go high in the count or high um, to, the, to the batters late in the count with his fastball. And he, he really wasn't doing much, in my opinion, to throw off a, as good of a hitting lineup as as the the Tennessee Volunteers. But, you know, some people or sometimes you just you struggle making those adjustments. And uh, if you don't adjust, then you get exposed. Evan, I, I'm not suggesting that this team should be two and ten on the road by any stretch. But uh, is there anything to the fact that we just don't have many guys that have gone through the struggles on the road uh, that most of the makeup of your most successful team had earlier in their career. Yeah, it, it's it's a big deal when it when you have a lot of people that have played on the road for three, four, five years. Um, that, that's a huge advantage. And, and if you look at this lineup and, and the staff, um, you have guys, Drew Beam, Chase Dond or Chase Burns, those premier guys, they've thrown on the road for one year, but, um, you know, consistently doing it, it takes time. 
And, you know, you, you had a lot. I, I think the pitching staff actually did really well um, as a whole this weekend. But with that lineup, uh, they haven't played on the road. They, they just don't have the experience of consistently being the guys and being in those pressure-like situations and understanding that um, it, one or two mistakes can lead to losing the game and being really critical with everything you're doing on the bases, um, taking care of the baseball and, and allowing um, your your batters to, to try to take, take control of the game. But if you give teams multiple chances like they did, uh, it's going to cost them. When you uh, – a guy like Blake Burke, Evan, who uh, has high expectations of himself and we have high expectations of him, uh, and he comes in and he's just really, really struggling in conference play. He looks up there at the board every time he comes up and there's a 220 number beside his name that he's never seen at any time in his life. Um, at, at what point does Blake Burke just have to say, that's not me, I can't catch up and quit trying to get two hits with every at bat and just start trying to go up there and get, get a hit? and string a couple of hits together. Yeah, my advice to Blake Burke would be to understand who he is. Uh, you know, Blake Burke's going to play in the big leagues for a long time. You, you can't have that much talent and not uh, make it to the highest level. Uh, so so his career is going to be fine. I, I would like to see him understand what pitchers are going to do to him. Not, not many pitchers are going to get up there and just pound the zone with him. So, uh, you know, Blake Burke should be leading the team almost leading the conference in walks. Hmm. Um, you know, he should he should always uh, be very selective, and whenever he swings, he should be swinging to do damage. But right now it looks like, uh, like you said, that he's trying to get two or three hits in his at-bats, and, and he's expanding the strike zone, and it's causing him to, to be uncomfortable. Evan, to your point yesterday, the at-bat where he had traffic, there were two of them. Because he left, I think, four or five on base yesterday, and, and and really that occurred in two at-bats. The one was just a terrible check swing of a ball that he shouldn't even be offering at. He's getting nothing to swing at. And it's almost like, to Bino's point, like that poor guy feels the weight of the world. i got to hit a three-run home run here. When a walk will do. You know, you got one out. Get on base. Let's keep the pressure on this pitcher. And is that something that Tony and the coaches, do they sit down with him? Do they leave guys like that alone when they're going poorly like that? Um, how much intervention should be done when somebody's in a rough patch like that? You can obviously see, because the last ball he struck out on uh, when he had traffic, that ball that was low and outside. I mean, you just can't. Sw- you just cannot offer it that. And his eyes are better than that. He he and he and he just walked back to the dugout like, I can't believe this is happening to me. I just you know, I mean, it was just. It's almost like a nightmare for him. But at what point do, do the coaches intervene, or do you leave a guy like that alone? Yeah, I, I think that the coaches, based on my experience, the coaches always are trying to. Uh, help an individual get better. So if someone is struggling with the strike zone, uh, there's multiple opportunities throughout the week in practice where Coach Elander will get the guy in, basically like a two-strike scenario, and force them to shrink the zone. Um, Because everyone's stuff is so good nowadays that if you try to 
expand the zone and try to foul off pitches. And if that's your mentality, uh, you're going to swing and miss a lot, um, especially with two strikes in the count. So um, Coach Lender does a great job of um, putting you in an uncomfortable situation in practice and, and forcing you to work on uh, simplifying everything. Now, that's easier to do in practice than it is in the game because once you get in the game and a guy like Blake Burke has people on base, uh, his eyes light up and he wants to hit a home run and, and he's hit plenty of them. Um, so those home run, that, that feeling of wanting a home run becomes addicting and it, it can sort of, um, cause you to not think about anything else besides, uh, swinging for the fences or, or anticipating uh, that you're going to get that pitch over the plate when in reality that pitcher is wanting you to expand. So if you don't go into that mindset of simplifying everything, and making the pitcher come to you and taking what the pitcher gives you, then you're going to get exposed and you're going to fall right into the plan of what the pitcher is trying to do. And to Bino's point, they basically turned him inside out on a couple of key at-bats yesterday. I mean, that one-check swing, he's not hitting that ball in a million years. Just no way. Yeah, if I was an opposing pitching staff, and you're starting to see it, especially as he gets more at-bats, I'm not going to throw many pitches over the plate to him. Um, I, I'm going to try to use his uh, his age. And, you know, he, he is starting to get more experience, but he's still a sophomore, and it's still a very difficult game to play as a sophomore. So I would sort of use that to or against him, and, and I would never really throw him a strike. If I walked him, I would take my chances with the next guy. But I would I would really, really try to, to see if he would get himself out, and I think that's what the opposing coaches are doing. That pitch Evan, I know this is yeah. what makes managing extremely hard, but, you know, uh, Blake Burke's comfort zone last year was pretty much as the DH. Uh, I, I wonder some if some of his fielding issues aren't hurting him a little bit at the plate, but if you, if you give him days as DH, then basically the only way that he can help the club is by swinging the bat, and he's not doing that very well, but... Do, do you think that it would do him some good to have a few games at DH? You know, it, it could. Um, I, you know, you, you really can't really tell until you do it. Um, but I would say that his, his problem, or I, I wouldn't say his problem, but the reason that he's not doing as well this year as he is last year is because last year he was sort of surrounded by guys uh, that he could hide, and, and he wasn't he wasn't the guy. Um, and it's easy whenever people all around you are hitting 300-plus with 10 bombs. Um, so so teams couldn't really pitch around him. Um, now it, there's a difference between being a guy that's in the 7 or 8 hole and hitting. I, I would know that's what that's where I hit, and opposed to being the 3 or 4 hole. Uh, the amount of pressure, the way you're pitched, um, the respect that you have, the the pressure that you have to, to perform is at a different level. So... I would say that sort of that adjustment is where he's having to um, figure out uh, the difference in his approach and how pitchers are going to pitch him. Um, but, I mean, I, I I would say that errors on the defense have uh, affected him every now and then. But, um, you know, I, I think he's going to get better in that department as well. ER joining, presented by our friends, TLD Logistics. Uh and I really appreciate him. I appreciate them. 
we're trying to make sense of what we saw from Tennessee over the weekend because they jump out, uh, late rally, uh, score a bunch of runs, blow Georgia out Friday night. Obviously, Saturday, they first guys on base, they're getting ready to rock and roll Georgia that afternoon. Georgia has, I'm just going to call it what well, we call it like it is on here, okay? They have a mid-major bullpen. That's what they. That's what that is. That's a mid-major bullpen playing in the Southeastern Conference, similar to what's going on at Mississippi State this year. That's a team you should absolutely, the way Tennessee was swinging the bats, that's a team they should have attacked and pounded, and they should have gotten 10 runs a game off that pitching staff. I'm, not, I just, I'm just calling it like it is. It's just the way it is. For whatever reason, they didn't. And they don't function on the road. And so I want to go back here into yesterday's game. And I want to ask you something because Georgia and Mississippi State are pretty similar from my perspective in that they've got three guys or so, each team does, that are exemplary. And they each have an MVP candidate in the league. This Condon guy, this freshman, you talk about a long, angular athletic, uh, absolutely looks the part. I would like a scintilla of his future earnings uh, that he is going to make because that kid's going to end up being about 250 pounds when he fills out, and he is scary with a metal bat in his hand. Okay, that's a scary proposition. Evan, why are we pitching to him? I mean, just uh, I'm just asking for a friend. Why are we pitching to him? Especially yesterday, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a extremely talented dude, and like you said, he's going to have a long career. Um, you know, I, I think that you have to pitch to him because the guy behind him was he was lighting us up too. Um, I, I think they were really two, three, four dominant in their lineup, um, and if you could have got past them, you would have been fine. But uh, we struggled, especially with him and, and that Tate kid. What did you think of? Because I did not like the pitch selection yesterday. We were doing it again. In pitcher's counts, we were giving in, and they were hitting them. Did you see what I saw, or am I being like a uber uh, negadelphian critical of, of what I witnessed yesterday? No, I, I was noticing there were some, some pitches left over the plate um, whenever we were ahead in the counts and stuff, and, and – I would really, if I'm being greedy, I would like to see um, the catcher and the pitchers get on the same page of understanding what the game plan is, uh, because you can tell what Frank Frank's game plan is. He's wanting to throw strikes, pound the zone, and get and get outs. But if the pitcher, it's the pitcher's responsibility to understand how they're feeling that day and, and what they're comfortable with throwing. And it, it just doesn't feel to me like there's many adjustments going on and trying to expand um, certain areas of the zone if they have the opportunity to do that. So uh, that's the only thing that I would say uh, would be my advice. Well, Bino had said yesterday, to me, when I tie the game, I don't know how long I'm going with Bean because they were barreling balls up on him from the get-go. I mean, he gave up a home run to start the game, and for whatever reason, he just didn't have – I don't know if we were doing letter grades. What would you say his stuff was yesterday? We've seen him with his AA plus stuff. We saw it the week before. He was very good. Uh, wh- where would you where would you put him on the stuff meter uh, on a letter grade last yesterday? 
Yeah, I would have put him, based on what he is, I've seen this guy get up to 97 this year. Um, and his first couple pitches at the beginning of the game were 92, 93. So I would say stuff-wise, he was um, around a C yesterday. Or yesterday yeah. So um, it definitely wasn't his day um, based on the numbers-wise. But uh, there's a the thing, when Drew Beam is around 95 to 97, I think he's unhittable. But if his velo is down, that's whenever – all his other stuff isn't working as much as as it usually does, and and yesterday it, it didn't seem like his velo was as high as it has been. So Sabino, so myself, we we've, we've disagreed vehemently throughout the show on several things, but which means he's probably right. Uh, well, he's right ninety nine percent of the time anyway. Um, That's not I, true, and we uh, haven't vehemently disagreed. Though. Personally, well, Bino called me. We've passed uh, each other out yet. He know he called me a no good sob off the air earlier, um, but Evan, from your perspective, you get you tie the game at four. You've gotten back in this thing. Your bullpen is essentially down there arrested. Why are they? Why did they do that? Why did they turn that thing into an eight four game? Yeah, that that's hard to to watch, especially after seeing how good. AJ Russell was and how good he has been in conference. The man is, uh, yeah, I think he's exceeded everyone's expectations on what he's doing as a pitcher. But, um, you know, I, if Chase Burns has been sore, I understand why they wanted to give him a break if that was, nece- if it was necessary. Um, just because you, you got six games left, you're 12 and 12 in conference. Um, you're, you're basically going to make the postseason. It all depends on where you're going to pl- be playing the postseason yet now. So to have a healthy Chase Burns uh, is way more important than winning uh, a Sunday game at Georgia. So I understand that decision. Um, I, I would, I mean, it, it's easy for anyone to say that they would have went to AJ Russell much earlier. Um, but you know, you got a guy like Drew Bean that's arguably been your best guy um, on the staff this whole year. So uh, I think they were just going to to ride him out and, and see if he could pitch out of it. But um, you know, if, if you look at it. Uh, in hindsight, it ended up not being the best move. So, Evan, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think Tony's way out of line to question them letting him continue. I, I guess I was just kind of t- trying to take the manager's viewpoint. He had a clean fourth inning, and in the first hitter of the fifth, he had him out, and we booted the ball. Uh, so I could understand them allowing him to pitch to the next hitter, but now after that home run was hit. There's no way Bean throws another pitch. Right. And a lot of the times just changing the pitcher can sort of change the momentum. Um, if you looked at how well South Halverson was throwing a Friday night, it, it was incredible. So uh, having that option would, would always – you would never really should have a second guess on putting him in. But, um, I, I mean, I agree completely if we make those plays in the infield. I don't know if any of that ever happens, but um, you know, man, pulling pulling him at that time might have been uh, the best way to do it. And, and by the way, Moore got one error, and really he made two because generously they scored the second one a hit. Ball rolls off your glove. I mean, you got to make that play in Division One. I mean, I'm because like, man, you're being hypercritical. Well, it's Division One baseball. I mean, the ball's at your feet. You got to make the play there. Of course, that turns right into a two-run home run. A kid who doesn't, who hasn't, you know, been stroking it on the year. Of course, he's going to lose one 
uh, uh, I excuse me swing uh, out to right center field because that's how it's gone for this team on the road. And all of a sudden, you, you did all that work to get back to 4-4, four to four, and now it's 8-4. to four. And even from there, their bullpen, Evan, was so bad that we were still going to have opportunities to get back in that game if situationally um, we could have functioned a little better and and just come through with a couple key hits. Tennessee could have cracked them, but to your point of how a just changing the pitcher changes the mojo, that's exactly what happened Saturday. Saturday that starter was going to get Goldstein was going to get rocked was going to get rocked around. That was going to happen. I think Georgia knew that was going to happen, but the kid got hurt. They bring this kid in who's kind of a junk baller, throwing off-speed stuff, who has like a six-something ERA who looks like a guy you'd see on a Tuesday night, no offense to him, and we're just totally off balance. It completely switched up the game. And, I, look, I love Tony Valls, Frank Anderson. I, I appreciate the job they've done. But yesterday, I'm, I mean, they're just not, they were just, weren't watching the same game I was watching with Beam. And I love Beam, too, by the way. But at some point, you've got to look at a guy and go, hey, man, thank you. Appreciate you. We have a full pen of arms here. Let's turn this thing into a bullpen game, and let's try to get out of here with a win. Now, I, I do agree with you on the Burns thing. One of the things I wrote in the blog is I can't believe he didn't pitch. But in retrospect, deferring to them, deferring to him having a sore arm, uh, I'm going to come back and apologize for that tomorrow in print. I'm going to apologize right now on the air as well because you make a great point in that a healthy him is a lot more important. A healthy Chase Burns is a lot more important than winning a Sunday afternoon game in, uh, in, in, the, at the, in the midst of your season because truly this team can still win the whole thing. I know that sounds stupid to say that. We've had some callers calling today and say they've kind of come to the conclusion that's not going to happen for this team. Evan, I still think that the sky's the limit for this group, despite what they've done on the road. I still think that that could be a really stupid take at this point. It could be a wishful take at this point. But I really think that could happen for them. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the only thing, the only downside that they're going to have um, – towards the postseason and winning the whole thing is their defense. Uh, I think if they clean up the defense, they really have a legitimate shot, especially they, they've got the advantage in every game with their bullpen. Um, their bullpen is going to keep them in games, and they're going to continue to, to be able to hit enough uh, to win close games, but they have to play defense. They can't give good teams extra chances, and, and it, whenever you do, especially on the road, it ends up giving the momentum to the opposing team. And as you can see, uh, one or two errors can lead to four, five, six runs, uh, and it just can't happen whenever the everything becomes more pressured and everything really means more um, late in the games. Evan Russell's a complete blessing. Join us, ER, as we uh, take a brief time out. We come back on the other side. We are going to roll it back and continue with more. Uh, and I thank our friends at TLD Logistics. They're phenomenal. This is fantastic. Uh, listen, if you're an owner-operator, we've got a spot for you on our team. Contact TLD Logistics online at tldlogistics.com. Again, tldlogistics.com. 
Speaking of uh, changing teams, that is exactly what's happening with a former Vol great. I will tell you about it as we continue with more. On your other side, ER joining for uh, TLD Logistics Extra Innings as we continue. And if you want to jump in, 865-200-5402. Again, 865-200-5402. Kentucky is up next. And if this were Kentucky week and Evan was still behind the plate like last year, he would lose a bunch of sleep because all they do is run the bases. And all we're not going to do is, well, they're going to run the bases. So we're going to continue right after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low-interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you, or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Fast-paced health provides easy access to quality care close to home. The streets you live on are the streets we live on. We're part of the baseball games and Main Street parades. Your community is our community, and it's our mission to provide you with quick, convenient, and affordable health care. We're here for the injuries and illnesses, the preventative treatments, the chronic conditions, and so much more. Fast-paced health. Reserve your spot in line today. Fast-paced health is now open at 600 South James M. Kimball Boulevard. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Shout out all the Swifties from coast to coast, ladies and gentlemen. The Swifties that were down in Nashville last night that got done at 1.30 local time, 2.30 my time, and your time. Uh, we have some, we have some, uh, very tired folks in our midst, but, uh, shout out all the Swifties. Uh, hey, Evan, are you, uh, are you a Swiftie? Are you a Taylor Swift fan? Like I am. I love Taylor Swift. I'm a Swiftie. <laughs> I'm not a hater, but I'm definitely not considered a Swiftie. What do you think of those people that would stand out in a thunderstorm last night, stay in the concourse? Keep it in the middle of the road, uh, just to just to watch and adore Taylor Swift last night, and they were out there in a driving rainstorm, and she did her show in a driving rainstorm. You talk about something you'd never forget. Yeah, it's just making memories, man. Um, and and I will say, uh, it beats being a fan of other performers and other artists in today's generation. So, um, you know, it, you. Taylor Swift is, she's very professional in what she does, and she keeps it clean. So 
uh, good for anyone that is a Taylor Swift fan. Yep, Bino's a big Swifty. The Astros are promoting <laughs> Drew Gilbert. I'm going to read this something from Chandler Rome, who covers the Astros. He says, uh, the Astros are promoting top prospect Drew Gilbert to A Corpus Christi. A source tells The Athletic, Gilbert slashed 361, 421, 686, 15 extra base hits in 21 games at High A Asheville. Uh, what is your level of surprise to that, ER? Oh, I'm not surprised at all. Um, I, I'm as big of a Drew Gilbert fan as there is. so um, and, and obviously everyone can see how good he is. So I, I think that's, that's only a matter of time before he's playing up there in Houston. And Brian Hartman, your thoughts on Evan Russell, uh, or on Drew Gilbert, rather, uh, getting the nod to uh, get up to double-A in Corpus Christi. So Dixie will not be able to go see him in Asheville anymore. He'll have to make the trip to Corpus Christi, which I wouldn't put past him. Poor Dixie! Poor Dixie just got ripped! I hope he got got to go up there while he was still there. He got ripped on the show of record. I'm sure he didn't. I mean, we'll ask we'll ask Dixon tomorrow. Pino, do you think Matt Dixon made it up there? Yes or no? What's your vote on Dixon? Well, I don't know how he had any time to go to Asheville. He's well, Gary saw it. Covered Tennessee baseball team. Gary went. Gary called the show. He was there over the weekend. Uh, Gary Gary's not the show of record correspondent for the Tennessee baseball team. Pretty good point by Beanstar there. Eight six five Cubs fan. What else is he gonna do? Another really good point there. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Brian, would you have waited last night before we get our call in? Would you have waited to go see Taylor Swift? Would you have waited four hours for that, Brian? I like her, but I, I don't think I would. I don't think my fandom has reached that level. That would be stretching it. I don't know that there's any artist out there. The problem is, Evan, tickets when you to go see this lady are cost like seven or eight hundred dollars. Yeah, so you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, she is huge. My daughter saw her Friday. My daughter was glowing last night talking about her Taylor Swift experience. I mean, these people love Tay Tay. <laughs> Tony, I might, I might pay seven hundred and fifty dollars to see the Otis Redding Resurrection tour. Other than that, I'm not sure. <laughs> Bring Otis back. I mean, that is the truth. It's like, you know, you think about it, and you're like, what would you pay that kind of money to see? And the answer is n- not a lot. But these people love this lady. I mean, they. I would have thought because I took my daughter to see her like in 2009. Uh, in Lexington, we took her out of school. I took her out of school and took her up there for a daddy-daughter day. And uh, boy, what a cool dad! And uh, and 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 I would have thought that by the time she turned thirty, it would have burned out for her. But she's really talented. She's a great songwriter. She kind of reinvents herself. And more power on her. One thirty Eastern time they play or, or local time they played till last night. And then if you got in your car and drove somewhere, gaw, gaw. Let's go to the phones. Let's get uh, our next call in. Hello and welcome. You are live on 
the TLD Logistics extra innings with the great Evan Russell. Hello. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? What's up, Doug? I'm a Swifty, but I, I don't think I'd have done the four-hour thing. Maybe 40 years ago, but not now. But I, I am a Swifty. Those parents that were huddled up and, and people were passing out in the concourses from being all, like, jammed together like sardines. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad, man. Speaking of songs, uh, I don't know who did this song, and I can't sing as good as Titans Bell, but this sums up kind of our baseball team. What, who did the song, When You're Hot, You're Hot, When You're Not, You're Not? Hey, Jerry Reed. Jerry, oh. That's kind of our season jerry reed that's very good w lynn because uh if we were a taylor swift song right now we would either be back to september or blank space i still say we got to be shake it off move on (laughs) evan do you have a favorite taylor swift evan do you have a taylor swift song that just makes you uh that you that you come on Evan I know I know she's in there somewhere I know she's in your jams <laughs> I mean the shake it off is pretty good um, yeah that's good haters gonna hate haters gonna hate 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 I got a good a, a question here of our road trips four of them how many are on grass I I haven't kept up with that. That's a good question. I think they all have been on grass. Well, it looks like they're on grass. I would think before we go play a road game on grass, uh, Evan, you've been over to the old Bill Meyer Stadium. It's called Helton Ridgely Field now. It's a major league-sized ballpark. It's where the Smokies, KJs played. How about I call my nephew... (laughs) And you met him, I think, that was down there. And uh, maybe they ought to go practice on a real grass field before we go on the road. How about we Be call one of my? Thoughts? Well, how about we call one of my contacts and we get the team on some real grass before they go down there and play? Well, <laughs> this team needs to relax when they go on the road and quit feeling it. I'm just thinking they need to practice on a grass field before we go to a grass field. I'm thinking That's, you're on. You know, I'm thinking you're on to something. I'm thinking you're on to something. W. Lynn for for Evan. E- Evan, when now that they've got the turf, uh, do they have an opportunity to take infield on grass over there, or do they always take it on the turf? No, I would say that they don't have much of an opportunity to take it on grass. But I raise a question for y'all: Has the defense been that much better at home? Uh, no, uh, boom, boom. Uh, mic drop, mic drop. You know, I think I think that they're getting exposed on the road um, due to not being confident um, in their in their abilities because they've proven to themselves that, um, that they haven't defended at a high level. Yeah. Um, if you look That's at last true. year or the years previous, there's there was a good defensive team. We didn't play on grass. We didn't practice on grass. But whenever we went on the road, we played at a high level defensively. Um, so I don't know if necessarily it translates, but I mean it can't. I mean it's it can't be easier to play on grass than it is on. All right, let me ask you another question, Evan. Do you think they're taking infield at all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you.
telling you guys, my grass idea is not bad. The W. Lynn, you were heading in the right direction. These guys need to relax, man. Both of them, Tony. Yes, grass on grass. <laughs> but W. Lynn, but uh, F to Evan's point. Uh, for some reason, I still believe in these guys because Evan, when you can pitch like these guys can pitch, and they bear down in the postseason, they're going to concentrate more, and these guys are going to make their pitches. I, I just. To me, when the lights really come on, I just think this team's going to do it. Now, that could be really stupid because they don't defend like a good postseason baseball team. They just don't. Their infield's leaky. Uh, you know, the shortstop made the plays over the weekend. The, the balls that were hit at him, they turned a couple double plays, you know, which is, which is fine. Um, but they, they're scary. Anytime the ball's put in play, you hold your breath with this team. And if anybody yeah, says they true. don't, they're lying. Anytime the ball's put in play. Now, our center fielder is damn balling out, Evan. That catch he made, those two catches Friday night that he made were insane. Okay? Insane. Oh, he's a player, man. He's he's running the bases hard. He's doing all the little things right. Um. Uh, I mean, he's been really impressive, especially considering that he wasn't the center fielder to start the season. And Tony admitted to me Thursday in his appearance with us, he said, we had no idea. We liked him. You know what he said? He he told the story about you. He said, I'm going to tell you a quick story since Evan's on with you guys. He said, but I'd say it anyway. But one of the the ways Evan caught, caught our eye is a similar way this guy caught our eye as well, which is there was a skirmish on the field. Evan was the first guy out of the dugout. He was the only guy that went that ran out onto the field to defend his teammate. And he said, we all looked at each other and said, we got to figure out a way to play that guy. We want guys like him. He said, and he compared that kid to you. He said, that guy right there has the same kind of mentality where he wants to get in the middle of it. He said, and to be honest with you, he said, I know I shouldn't say this out loud, but I want guys on my baseball team that want to fight. He said, you need those guys. And, and and those two catches he made Friday night, uh, Evan, are indicative of a guy that has that kind of mentality. I am not letting that ball fall. I'm competing to every last drop. Uh, this, the, the first play was insane. Yeah, he's in the middle of it. He, he wants to be a part of it. He wants to, to be, um, you know, he, he wants to have everything on his shoulders uh, because he's earned it. This is a guy, he, he's from West Tennessee, so he's from my area. Um, he's probably been overlooked a little bit throughout his college career. Um, and he's earned everything that he's getting. And you can see it based on how many walks he has, uh, how many hit by pitches he has, how many, um, good decisions he has on the base paths. So everything he's doing is, um, it's the way you're supposed to play as a baseball player. Anything else for us, Stop your Lynn? Uh, I'm with Evan. I think, uh, I'm hoping we can go four and two the last six. Uh, you know, we got one home series. I'm, you know, my porch fires. We'll be on our porch, and I'm encouraging all the fans to get over and have your voices ready to go. We, we have to take two out of three from Kentucky. We just have to. Well, no, we got to sweep Kentucky. Well, I'd love that. But Evan, if you were catching, is your ice this week in a in a? You have your arm in an ice bucket this week, getting ready for all the balls you're throwing down the second base. 
Yeah, I, that's that's going to be a big key to this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, clearly we haven't shown that we've been able to to throw people out even for the past three years. Um, and, and Kentucky, they their game plan is going to be to try to expose us. That's what it was last year, and it's not going to change. I think they have close to a hundred stolen base attempts, mm. and I'm sure they're going to try to make it about 120 after this weekend. So, um. No, they're going to be aggressive, and, and we'll just have to take care of the baseball. And um, that, There has to be a, a good balance of controlling the running game between the pitchers and the catcher and the infielders making the tags. Hey, Beanstar, I think he's right. I think they're going to try to steal six six or seven bases a game. On a, I think any time they get a guy down at first, he's running. Yeah, I think we better limit traffic on the base pass. Uh, Evan... It's as I as I watch our tank both both your team and this team. Uh, it just doesn't appear to me uh, that there's an emphasis at all to hold runners on by, by pitchers. There's no slide steps. There's none of that. It's it's almost it, it looks to me like that that's an afterthought to pounding the strikes off. Make sure you throw strikes. We we don't care. And it it is that wrong. No, that would be correct. Um, you know, Coach A and, and Coach B, the, the entire staff, they, they emphasize throwing strikes, pounding the zone, and staying ahead in the count. Um, so there's a lot of pitchers that worry too much about the people on base, and it affects them when it comes to the war going on at the plate. Um, at the end of the day, the pitchers and the hitters, if they're winning the war that's going on at that plate, they're, they're going to win the game. Now, um, there's times where you can get exposed. Uh, for example, the Notre Dame, the Notre Dame series last year, uh, they had a clear objective of taking advantage of myself and the pitchers when they got on the base path. So, um, whenever it comes to postseason, every extra base counts and every extra base matters. Um, so whenever you're not able to control the running game, uh, it's, it's going to make it more difficult. Uh, to get those outs and to prevent a guy on second scoring on a single. Um, you know, if, if you keep him on first base, that guy could potentially only get to third base when opposed to getting second and scoring runs. So uh, all, all the little things matter, but whenever a team is wanting to get that extra base and they're on the hunt to do that, uh, it, it can make everything a little more difficult. I, I know our pitchers aren't, aren't great. Mm. Evan, yeah. but I don't think Johnny Bench could throw out 25% well, ice stealers. Amen to that. I mean, when you get a walking lead halfway down the second base, come on now. Uh, <laughs> w. Lynn, anything else for us on the way out? Hit it. Let's just all try to shake it off, shake it off, and move to this next series. <laughs> w. Lynn, I would pop a mortal if you sung me a, uh, just a little bit of that chorus. I can't do that, Tony. Thank you, you W. Might Lynn. Get the bill to tomorrow. Well, I shake it off, shake it off. Uh, uh. Uh, Evan Russell, you've been incredible. Much love to you. Much appreciation. Uh, anything else you'd care to add? And if folks want to reach out to you, how do they do so? Yeah, you can reach out to me on any sort of social media platform. Um, I'm easy to find. I, I try to respond as good as I can, but. Um, I'm looking forward to, to next week, and hopefully we can be discussing some positive outcomes. No doubt about it. Bean Star, Brian, you guys have been absolutely tremendous. 
uh, and I'm fixing to jump off here because I got a bunch of stuff to do. I have a crazy, crazy week and a half coming up here. Uh, hey, ER, much appreciated to you. And ER, don't down yourself about. I, I'm so glad Bino stood up for you there, throwing guys out. I mean, Stark got a couple this weekend, and good for him. It's got to be really difficult with with the philosophy. Uh, in the. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. There are a lot of fun days in May. There's Cinco de Mayo. There's May the 4th be with you. There's No Socks Day. What? May all your days be winners this month with the all-new Instant Games. They feature top prizes up to $200,000 and are waiting for you at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The Tennessee Lottery congratulates this year's graduates from all the colleges and universities across the state. Your achievements set the stage for a brighter tomorrow. We're happy to have helped along the way by raising more than $6.8 billion for education and funding over 1.9 million scholarships and grants, including Hope Scholarships, Tennessee Promise, and much more. Visit dnlottery.com to see how our proceeds support successful futures. 
this is T. Willie. I have got our good friend, Mr. Miles Johnson, on the phone from Foodland. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Now, every week you have some amazing, amazing uh, deals, and they always um, usually run through till next Tuesday. So what do you got for us this week? All right. Well, this week we have assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound, green cabbage, $0.59 cents a pound, seedless watermelons, five ninety nine each, 24-pack Niagara waters, three for 10, and 24-pack Coca-Cola products, ten ninety nine. Wow, that's fantastic. And as always, uh, you guys are open uh, seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. And you're located right there on West 7th, uh, right near the post office, so people can come in. And uh, they, if they can't find something, they can ask somebody there. And uh, your staff is very helpful. So as always, Miles, we appreciate you. And uh, and thank you. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.